0: Are you awake? Are you awake spiritually? Or has traditionalism put you into a state of slumber spiritually? That's an important question. I have slumbered. In my 50 years as a Christian, I have found myself slumbering quite often. In fact, I suspect there have been whole seasons of my life that I was in a state of spiritual slumber. I started out well. I started out with enthusiasm, delight. I'd had a regenerate experience with the Holy Spirit. I was falling in love with my Bible. I was uh, learning to find fellowship. And then I got involved in some kind of a theological system or a paradigm or a church denomination. And I began to comply with his traditionalist, traditionalism. And my enthusiasm began to wane. Uh, I wasn't losing my faith. I wasn't uh, overtly um, in a state of crises. I was just slowly but surely being put into a state of slumber. And there's nothing more conducive to slumber, spiritual slumber, Than traditionalism. I spoke with you recently on another episode about the nature of traditionalism, based on Mark chapter seven, verses one through twenty-two. I'd encourage you to read that. Mark chapter seven, verses one through twenty-two. Traditionalism, unlike apostolic tradition, which is good and spirit inspired and enabled and powered. Traditionalism is man-made religion masking as Christianity and places the observation of its traditionalist practices and its views over the Word of God. Traditionalism, by its very nature, serves as a template over the Word of God. So you may believe that you're a, a Bible Christian, that you read your Bible regularly, and perhaps you do. Perhaps you have morning devotions. Perhaps you uh, have a promise uh, scripture every day that you live by. Or perhaps you just don't really know how to read your Bible, and so you've learned to rely on study Bibles. Say like the uh famous Reformation Study Bible, or the uh, MacArthur Study Bible, or the Ryrie Study Bible, or the Schofield Study Bible, or any number of study Bibles that are all available to you today to help you understand a traditionalist, a traditionalism, without having to actually discover the truth for yourself. I've mentioned to you before that when I was in Bible college, we were learning to study the text within its own context, especially its covenantal and its eschatological context. And our professor was quite severe about the fact that we were to read the text and read it through in, in its entirety. We were to read it from two, three, four translations to do our own observation work To do our own interpretive work and discover the joy of hearing the Word of God, unearthing, uncovering the Word of God for us that day, for ourselves. And to learn to do that daily. And to do that, and then if we wanted to refer to a study Bible or to a commentary, we were welcome to do it, or a popular preacher. Like somebody on, say, Sermon Audio. (laughs) But we first had to do our own work. And that practice kept me awake. It helped me see how much Christendom, how much traditionalism I was packing around with me. Now, when I say traditionalism, again, I mean man-made religion masking as Christianity. It sounds like Christianity. It looks like Christianity. It uses terminology and symbols of Christianity. And the most common form of traditionalism is that which was imported into the colonies and into the United States from Europe and the state church system. It is simply a matter of historic fact, my dear, beloved brothers and sisters, that the European state church was more Christendom than Christianity. And it was grounded in the traditionalist views of men. Now, the gospel was present in European uh, church history. But it had to be annotated, it had to be trimmed, it had to be redefined, it had to be distorted in order to fit and comply with the state authorities and the state church system. Again, this is just simple church history. You can read the history of the Reformation, and within the second generation after Luther, this is exactly what happened. You developed into simple sleeping-dead orthodoxy because they failed to make a clean and permanent break with the state church system. And so what started as a revival of sola scriptura, a return to the authority of scripture, developed into a simply another form of Protestant Catholicism. With all of its traditions, all of its creeds, all of its confessions. And the populace lost their taste for the scripture alone. And so it is today. The average Christian is very dependent upon traditionalism. And traditionalism is a spiritual sedative. It puts you into a state of slumber. And so you don't question the tradition, you just comply, you just faithfully attend, you reach into your pocket, and you pay your 10% of your gross income, you attend church on Sunday, you are sure in some traditions to keep Sunday as if it were the Sabbath. Some of you would baptize your Christians, Your, your excuse me, you baptize your children as Christians, uh, thinking that you're carrying forward the Mosaic law regarding circumcision, or the covenant of Abraham even. All of these things start coming forward, just like what happened in Galatians chapter 3, where Paul asked the Christians there, Oh, you foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? These people in Galatia had had a genuine experience with the Spirit. They were re- these were regenerate people. They had been they had heard the gospel and responded with faith. They had been regenerated by the Spirit. they were experiencing blessing, they were experiencing even miracles. It was a powerful time in the churches of Galatia. But then the churches were invaded by traditionalists. And they came in and began to set up human paradigms, human rules, man-made rules, to ultimately nullify the Word of God and to lull these people into slumber. Let me give you a few texts to illustrate what I'm saying here. Revelation chapter 3, we read that the risen Christ is speaking to the church in Sardis. And he says this, To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up! Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know what time I will come to you. Quote. That's Revelation chapter three verses one through three. There's another text that is similar to that regarding Christian lifestyle and behavior and how we can tell whether or not we are actually asleep. And Paul refers to that in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 29. He says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So, how you talk your communication style, how you treat others verbally as an indicator as to whether or not you're asleep or awake. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, beloved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant sacrifice, fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality, or any kind of impurity, or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be an obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For this you can be sure: no immoral, impure, or greedy person—such a person is an idolater—has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Any inheritance in the kingdom of God, of Christ, and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. There we go. For because of such things, God's wrath comes upon those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Now, he's speaking of people who are being openly disobedient to the gospel. And he's saying it should manifest. The gospel, if you are awake, the gospel should be transforming your character as you are conformed into the image of Christ. That's what we want to wake up for. but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Let me read that again. Verse 14, Ephesians 5. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And then he concludes in verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Traditionalism makes us disobedient. It lulls us into thinking that we can behave just like those who are in darkness behave, we can mimic the culture. We can participate in the culture, a culture and a society and a world that's in utter rebellion to its creator. And if we do certain things, if we go to church and we participate in the sacraments or we, you know, we maybe go to a Bible study or we have our morning devotions, that somehow we have been separated out far enough that we're not going to be really caught up in that. But that's to be asleep, folks. Paul is speaking here of what the behavior, and please hear me now, the behavior of those who no longer believe to this present evil age should be. You belong to the future kingdom that with the coming of Christ invaded the present. And you are now under a new covenant that he consecrated with his own blood. And you are a new creation. The new heaven and the new earth, spoken of in Revelation 21, has already begun in you. The new creation has come in you so that you are in a now, though not yet fully realized, state. Therefore, you do not belong to this present evil age. You do not belong to this world. So don't let religious traditionalism, don't let the world and its glitter, and its gold, and its attractions, and its distractions cause you to fall asleep. But rather, wake up! Let me close with a reading from our Lord's words himself in Mark chapter 13. Are you feeling a little more awake as I do this? (laughs) Are you realizing... That perhaps you've been in a slumbered state for quite a while? I know I am. I need to hear this as much as anyone else. I'm just your brother in Christ. I'm not some elevated clergyman standing up piously reading over you and telling you what to do, and I don't practice it. Quite on the contrary. I'm a desperate man. <laughs> I need the Lord's mercy every hour. Okay, Mark 13, verses 32 through 37. Speaking of the last days, Jesus says this. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. I say to everyone, watch. Well, it's clear, isn't it? That we are to be awake. We are to stay awake. We are not to slumber. We are not to be put in a state of bewitched or entranced by religious traditionalism. That takes us when we have made a good start and we are enthusiastic. We are in love with the Lord. Our first love is activated. And we are experiencing the blessings of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And before we can learn to contextually read and study the scripture for ourselves, traditionalism slips in. And with a rhythmic, methodical, manner, we begin to comply. And within a short time, we're asleep. The things of the world become more attractive. The distractions of the world and the distractions of society, the issues of politics and the ups and downs of the economy, and yada yada, become the priority and become the focus of our attention. Wake up. Even my dog is barking in the background here, Ah. telling me to wake up. (laughs) Well, may the Lord keep you and strengthen you in all goodness as you continue to awake daily to his glory and his presence in your life. Be awake, stay awake, and watch. Amen.